You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Glory to God. We're going to go into the Word of God. And um, how many people are you? You've been really enjoying this fast. We've been, we've been fasting, praying, and uh, I'm sure you've been enjoying the prayers as well. And your Bible reading. Huh? Leviticus, has it come alive? How many people now understand Leviticus? <laughs> oh, wonderful. It's, it's great to, to pray the word of God. You know, if you notice, the prayers that we pray in this church, we don't pray, we don't just pray sentimental prayers. We pray the word. We pray the word of God. Why? Because that's what, is, that's what is necessary to get things to happen. The Word of God are the thoughts of God. So we're praying the thoughts of God. When we pray the thoughts of God, I'm telling you things are going to happen in our lives. So this morning I want to share with you on what I title Understanding the Thoughts of God. Understanding the Thoughts of God. So if, if, if we think God thinks like us, then we're making a big mistake. God does not think like you. Okay? So let's have a word of prayer. Why don't you stretch your hands for me and pray? Father, we just thank you. We bless your name. We glorify you. Thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I thank you for the spirit of revelation. And I trust, O oh God, that you will unfold, unveil, and reveal your thoughts, your counsel, your counsel, my Lord and my God. Thank you. We bless your name. We appreciate you, O oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Uh, so... God is not like us, although we are like him. Okay? God is not like us, but we are like him because we were made in his image. Okay? He's not made in our image because he's not made. God was never made. Okay? God has always been. But we are the ones that were made and we were made in his image. And one of the capabilities that he gave to us is the ability to think. He gave us the ability to what? To think. Why? Because he thinks. Yeah. God is a thinker. He's a thinker. And he created us to think. He gave us the ability to think because we are made in his image after his likeness. We are made in his image after his likeness. And uh, that's what makes us to stand out from the rest of creation. You don't see animals coming up with innovative, um, with innovations. You don't, you don't find other uh, aspects of creation. Whether it's birds or, or animals or fish. 
You, you don't find them coming up with creation, with creative things. Amen? Yeah. But we have that capacity. We have that capacity. Interestingly, when you look at God put Adam in the garden, right? He put Adam in the garden, put trees, put a lot of resources under the ground. He puts Adam there. And he doesn't even tell Adam what to do. Adam, you have the brain. I've given you the capacity to think. All right? Subdue the earth. He says, multiply. He says, you need to replenish the earth. Okay? And subdue it. That's all. It's up to you how you do it. But you do it. So you think and you begin to put things in place. You begin to think and put things in place. You know that God did not, he's not the one that made this suit that I'm wearing. He didn't make it, right? He made the raw material. He made the raw material, but a man sewed this. A man had to measure me. Correct? And then, now, it's my size. I'm wearing it. God didn't have to come down to do that. So sometimes when we pray, we pray, there are some prayers that are senseless prayers. Yeah. There are some prayers that are senseless prayers. You're praying for God to do something that he has already given you the mind to do. Yeah. So instead of you to get up and begin to do what you're supposed to do, you're praying for God to do it. And God is like, hello, I can't come down to that level. That is your level. Is that, that's not God's level. That's your level. So you take care of it. If you want it to happen, it's up to you. It's not up to God. So there are some things we need. We need to begin to revisit our thinking. You understand? Because sometimes religion has a way, has a way of blocking our minds. Yeah. It's amazing how religion, there are so many things. I don't want to go into some of those things. But when I think about how the kind of damage religion has had over the psychic of the minds of God's people. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, there are things that you don't need to pray about. Okay? I mean, if you are not sure, you can, of course, ask God for wisdom. Okay? You can ask God for wisdom, but you get down, wake up, and do something. Talk to someone say, I think he's talking to you. All right, all right, say this. I think he's talking to me. He's talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. God didn't tell man to build cities. There's nowhere in the Bible where you'll see God said, uh, get up and, you know, build this road and 
it's, it's, it's. God gave the wisdom. God gave the wisdom, but man had to get up and then begin to apply that. Began to apply that. So why? You have to operate just like God operates, but in your own sphere. So when you understand how God thinks, then it helps you to also begin to think likewise. Are you following me? Yes. So let's read Isaiah 55, that popular passage that you really like. Yes? Verse 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Ask someone, did you hear that? Okay? So, God's thoughts are not your thoughts. That means your thoughts are not God's thoughts. Yes? So, the fact that you are thinking it does not mean that it's God thinking it. Sometimes we think that our thoughts are God's thoughts. Have you not been there before? When you think that what I'm thinking, this is the right thing. In fact, this is the way to do it. <laughs> what you are trying to do is you are trying to say that your thought is God's thought. But your thought is not God's thought. Yes. And I like God. He just makes it very clear. You don't need to be confused about it. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your thoughts your ways, sorry, my ways. So, thoughts and ways go together. Alright? And let me give you an illustration. Thoughts, thoughts are like rail tracks. One of the ways of seeing thoughts. You know, when you see the train, you see how train, how many people know that it cannot just go to anywhere? Yeah. It cannot just decide, okay, uh, I need to get to Soweto now. It, it, it's not possible. Why? There have to be tracks. There have to be tracks for the train to travel on. And that's how thoughts can be. Your thoughts are the tracks for your life. Yeah, you can tweet it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So your thoughts are the tracks of your life. That's why he says, my thoughts are, are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. Because thoughts are linked to ways. Thoughts are tracks that determine the destination or where your life goes. Am I making sense? Okay. So he is saying, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We are where we are today because of the thinking of our leaders. There is no doubt about that. 
Africa is where it is because of the thinking of her leaders. That's why we need to pray for our new president. That God will elevate his thinking. Give him a track. Give him a track that is going to lead the nation to where it's supposed to be. Are you getting me? Yeah. So when you pray for your leaders, you pray for God to put the right thoughts into them. Or to surround them with people, the right people who have the right kind of thoughts. Because if they are surrounded by the wrong people, good people can become something else. So the person can have good intentions, but if he is surrounded with multiple tracks that lead to different directions, guess what? There is a high likelihood of derailment. You cannot derail if there's just one track. You know that, right? Yeah. So when there are many tracks, you go to, when you see the rail network and you see so many tracks, somehow, if by some error, whatever, the train can end up on the wrong track and end up in the wrong place. But if it's just one track, it's just, it's just a straight line. <laughs> Amen. So, our, I mean, God is saying that his thoughts are higher. So, in other words, the tracks of God are not your tracks. So, you cannot use your tracks to determine how God travels. God doesn't move. He doesn't travel like us. God can travel at the speed of thought. So, he thinks and he's there. Can you try it? Just try it. Just just think. And you're there. Hey, I can see a lot of destinations now. (laughs) yeah so a lot of times we think uh, we think to process when we think we are processing am I correct we think to contemplate God is not like that God doesn't think to reason Although we think to reason, God doesn't think to reason. I'll show you in the scripture. So, uh, his, his level is something else. If you look at Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14. Let's... let's, let's Let's look at that. Um, Let's show the verse now. Isaiah 14. Let me open it. Yeah, 24. Isaiah 14, 24. Look at, look at, look at, look at how God, God, like I say, God does not think to, to reason. Okay? 
It says, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. So he thinks to establish. <laughs> so when God wants to establish something, he just needs to think about it. When he thinks, huh? isn't it? As I have thought, so it shall come to pass. So when he thinks, it comes to pass. That's why if you can get God's thoughts and fill your mind with God's thoughts, they will come to pass. And one of the strategies of the enemy is to get us to think his thoughts rather than God's thoughts. Because he knows that if you think God's thoughts, God's thoughts will be established in your life. As I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And as I have purposed, so it shall stand. Come on. So that's why he says, as the heavens are higher than the earth. hmm, So are his thoughts from your thoughts. Do you think to establish? I mean, he thought and the heavens exist. (laughs) He thought and you are here. Come on. Yes. He thought and the earth is here. And he has thought and said, I'm going to have, make a new earth. He has thought it. So it is already. But it's existing in the spirit realm. He thought and the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. He thought. It was done in his mind. So, there is power in the mind of God, in the thoughts of God. Don't never underestimate the power of God's thoughts. I'm telling you, because that is the key to greatness for you. That is the key to changing your life, is God's thoughts. Huh? Isaiah 29, 11, that scripture that you like. What does it say? Isaiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts. Come on. That I think towards you. So God thinks about you. Come on. I, you, you, aren't you excited about that? Just think about it. The creator of the universe. The one that made, put all of this in place. He says he thinks about you. And he says the kind of thoughts that he thinks. Okay? He tells us, he says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. So sometimes you think that God has ordained evil against you because of what you are going through. It's a lie. That's not what he's thinking about you. This is what he's thinking about you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. 
Your future is bright because his thoughts for you are bright. That's what he says. His thoughts for your family are bright. Yeah. So you need to appreciate his thoughts for you. And you need to find out what he's thinking about you. Find out what he's thinking about you and begin to think the things he is thinking. Begin to think the things he's thinking. And if you can locate his thoughts and begin to think his thoughts, guess what? He thinks to establish. So when you begin to think his thoughts, you begin to establish the things he's thinking in your life. Am I communicating? Yeah. So beware of what you think. I don't know. I want higher thoughts. He says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So if I am not experiencing heavenly things, guess what? I need heavenly thoughts. So I need to introduce heavenly thinking into my mental processes. Okay? Yeah, so that my life will begin to conform to what it is like in heaven. As it is in heaven, so shall it be in your life. So this is not the time to jet out into heaven and not come back to the earth anymore. Okay? What I mean is it's not a time to die. In simple terms, that's what I mean. Okay? Touch your neighbor or say, don't die now. Okay? Yeah. It's not time to die. <laughs> That's a bold one. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> yes. So, you're bringing heaven down. But you need, your, you need to bring the thoughts of God into your mind so that you can bring heaven down. You cannot bring heaven down without heavenly thinking. So, you need to find out God's thoughts concerning sickness, for example. What are his thoughts concerning sickness? You, you, you find out that and then you bring that into your mind. He thinks to what? Establish. He thinks to establish. So he's trying, if, if you want his will established in your life, locate his thoughts. And understand that his thoughts are already established. Okay? So it's not that he's trying to. He's not trying to. He has done it. Once he thinks it, it's already done. It's already done. Once he thinks it, it's already done. So if it's already done, and you see it's not done in your life, what do you do? You take what has already been done. 
and you begin to meditate on that. Surely, as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. As I have purposed, so it shall stand. God's thoughts have never fallen. Okay? They stand. Every other thought will pass away. But his thoughts will never pass away. There's no greater security, I'm telling you, than the thoughts of God. Because his thoughts of God are his word, unspoken. Are his words in his mind. Okay? And even what he speaks are things that he has thought. So, I don't know about you. There are some things I want established in my life. Yes? Now, look at what... Let's, let's keep to verse 27, the same Isaiah 14. He says, For the Lord of hosts has purposed. Who will annul it? <laughs> huh? Okay, show me who will annul what God has purposed. Do you know anybody? There's one powerful Sangoma in uh, <laughs> in the forest on one mountain hmm? that can annul God's purpose for your life. Somebody has gone there and has offered a lot of bulls uh, to stop you from progressing. And you are so scared. Is it possible? The Lord of hosts has purposed. He has purposed things. And he told us what those things are. Thoughts of good. And not of evil. Uh, to give you a future. And a hope. What is hope? Es expectation. Positive expectation. So his thoughts for you are positive. So I don't care who has been commissioned to come and introduce something else into my life. Just like Balak was recruited. Do you understand? Balak was recruited to come and curse Israel. Yes? So they brought this strong, powerful Sangoma to come and curse God's people. But God has purposed. Who can annul what God has purposed? Hallelujah. So he comes and he stands there and he wants to curse them. He ends up blessing them. You're not getting me. You're not getting me. I said, he, he, he stands to curse. He's commissioned. He has been recruited. He has been contracted. He has been contracted to curse God's people. Do you understand? He has been contracted. Because God's people are a threat. 
God's people are a threat. So they contracted him and said, come and curse these people. And he comes, but when he opens his mouth, he speaks the thoughts of God. I declare that anyone, anyone commissioned, anyone contracted, anyone that has been recruited to curse you is going to bless you. In the name of Jesus. They will open their mouths and the thoughts of God will flow through them. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we are locating God's thoughts. Locate his thoughts and begin to think his thoughts. Begin to speak his thoughts. That's how to change the tracks of your life. Change the tracks of your life. If you don't like the track you're traveling on, change the thoughts. Did you hear me? If you don't like the track you're traveling on, what did I say? Change the thoughts. Now, even if you don't have the right thoughts, locate God's thoughts because God's thoughts are always right. They're always right for you. So, if you want to, if you, if you want to know the future, you don't need to go and look for any special prophet in town to prophesy your future. You have a more sure word of prophecy. The written word of God is the more sure word of prophecy. There is no prophet that can beat that. I'm telling you. Those are the tracks. You know, the devil uses some people to derail God's people. You know, some people can prophesy things that will derail God's people. I know there are true prophets, but there are false prophets as well. There are true prophets and there are false prophets. But nobody can trump the word of God. Doesn't matter your level of prophecy. It doesn't matter your rank of how many majors or how many stars you have. Whether you are a five-star prophet or whatever, it doesn't matter. I am telling you, the word of God has already been established. And I know that if I can get hold of the thoughts of God, I don't need anyone to come and tell me anything. I don't seek prophecy. When they come, I just judge them. And if they are right, I receive them. If they are false, I discard them. I've received a lot of false prophecies. I've received a lot of false prophecies that I just discarded. Just flush it in the toilet. Amen. You think because somebody looks somehow, then what he says is accurate. And shakes and shakes. Oh. <laughs> Ah, 
I'm telling you these things, you need to be wise. And that's why we're reading through the Bible so that you will know the thoughts of God. You will know the thoughts of God. When prophecy comes, you, you, you just look at it and you look at it, look at the thoughts of God and say, okay, is this prophecy in line with the thoughts of God? If it's not in line with the thoughts of God, that's not the track for you. So just abort them. Quickly. Hallelujah. Use the word of God to flush them out of your life. Flush them out of your life. You don't need to accommodate just anything. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his thoughts from our thoughts. Yeah. You, you, you see, if you're not established in the word of God, your life will be like that. It will be like a yo-yo. Huh? You know, yo-yo. Yeah. That's, that's up and down, up and down, up and down. That's how the life of some people are. Why? Because they are not established in the thoughts of God. Tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Every wind, the wind blows this way, you've gone. It goes this way, you've gone. How do you know people like that? Somebody comes, it, it, it sounds nice, then you go. This one sounds nice, then you embrace it. This one sounds nice, you take it. Whoo! Ha! Look at Ephesians chapter 4 in that regard. Thank you, Father. For your thoughts towards me. Yes. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To give me a future and a hope. Is there someone saying that? Is someone grateful for God's thoughts? Is there someone that is appreciating God's thoughts? Yes. Thoughts. I thank you for your thoughts. Towards me. Yes. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Let me tell you, doctrine is a kind of thought. There are, there are thoughts, but there are certain thoughts that are not of God. God doctrine is, is teaching Based on God's thoughts. Okay? But then the children are tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So there are some thoughts that are crafted to derail people. Okay? There are some thoughts that have been crafted. By the trickery of men to take them to a certain destination that God did not ordain for them. So, everyone that is on the wrong track, from this morning you are realigned in the name of Jesus. Every wrong thought that has dominated your life. 
and has taken your life in the destination and the direction that God has not ordained, I command to be aborted right now in the name of Jesus. Mighty God, when you understand the love of God, you know that his thoughts for you can only be good. They can only be good. Can never be otherwise. And don't let the circumstances you're going through to make you think that God is against you. The only person the Bible tells us God resists is the proud. They just resist the proud. But God is for you. Did you hear me? I said he is for you. He's not against you. Amen. God takes time to think about you as an individual. So when he thinks about you, he thinks good things. And because he's thinking good things about you, good things are already established. They are already established in your life. Amen? They're already established in your life. And you must believe that. That's what faith is about. It's not because you are feeling somehow, then you just now wake up and think God is against you. Hmm? Look at Psalm 144, verse 3. I love this scripture. Psalm 144, verse 3. It says, Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him? Or the son of man that you are what? Mindful of him. You know what that means? His mind is full of you. Hallelujah. God's mind is full of you. That's why the psalmist is asking, what is man? What is man? And but dust. So he has taken time to think about you. And if he thought about you, that means he has established you. I'm telling you, you're already established. Did you hear me? I said, you are already established. By virtue of his thinking. You're already established. The tracks have been set for your life. Your destiny has been established. Oh my Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Come on. Why don't you thank him? Thank you Lord. That you, you are even thinking about me. That my, your mind is full of me. What, what a great God. What a, what a loving God. Your mind is full of me. You are thinking about me. 
Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your thoughts towards me. Oh, my Lord, my Father, my Father, my Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Look at what it says in Psalm 139, verse 17. It says, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. How precious are your thoughts to me. Are his thoughts precious to you? Are they precious to you? Let his thoughts be precious to you. Let his thoughts be precious to you. So if there's any area of your life you're not happy with the way that area is going, locate God's thoughts that address that area. Are you following me? Yeah. Locate God's thoughts. Go into the scriptures. As you are reading your Bible, as you are reading your Bible, look for those thoughts that address those areas. Then what do you do? You take those thoughts and begin to think them. All right? Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way. Hello, track. Your track. You will make your track prosperous. Can you see that? His thoughts, you put them in your mind, then it affects your, th- your tracks. It affects your tracks. It aligns your track. The track of your life. The track of your life. Some people are on the high speed going nowhere. Because they are not on the right track. But when you take his thoughts, when you take his thoughts and you begin to meditate in his thoughts day and night. How many times? Day and night. When you meditate on his thoughts day and night, what you do is that you establish those tracks and your life begins to line up. Things begin to fall in place. It might not happen overnight, but it's a process. It's a process. Amen? Time is gone. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Let's begin to talk to the Lord. Yes, it's time for you to begin to meditate. Locate his thoughts. Meditate on his thoughts. Fill your heart. Fill your mind with his thoughts. His thoughts are thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. To bring you to an expected end. An expected destination. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. 
Oh Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise and honor. We give you praise and honor. Let your thoughts be established. Oh God, we bring your mind into our lives. We bring your mind, oh God, into every area of our lives. Into our social lives. Oh God, into our physical lives. Into our spiritual lives. Into our career lives. Oh my Lord and my God, your thoughts as they apply to every area of our lives. In the name of Jesus. We bless your name, O God. We bless your name. We give you glory. We give you praise. Oh, hallelujah. We glorify you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Right now, I want to just tell the Lord, Lord, if there is any... Any wrong track, any track that has been introduced to derail my life, let them be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Come on, every track, every thought pattern, every thought pattern that has been introduced to you to derail you, to derail your destiny, to introduce, to take you to the wrong direction, the wrong destination, we destroy them right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every thought pattern, every track, Lord, every wrong teaching, every wrong teaching, we command right now, all to be aborted. In the name of Jesus, we destroy, remove every wrong track. In the name of Jesus. Lord my God, establish, establish your purposes, your thinking. We call the power of your thoughts into our lives to bring about fulfillment. Oh my God, thank you Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let's celebrate the word of God. Yeah! This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.